Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Game My Mom Found. I am Mike Hilburn, and who's with me tonight? This is Joe Butler, and boy, I sure hope nobody double-crosses me in this podcast today. <laughs> and it's Kenneth Sanity here because I agreed to it. Right, I'm glad I got two co-hosts today, bitch. So... <laughs> <laughs> And and Ken, why don't you introduce what we're talking about? Yes, we're talking about... (laughs) What was that, sir? (laughs) Do I have to say it? (laughs) Please, say it. (sighs) Fine. Today on the podcast, we are talking about the 2013 movie, Two Guns! Starring Mark Wahlberg, Denzel Washington, and directed by Balthazar Komarker. And I got two beers to celebrate this episode. <sighs> I was going to open them both at once, but then I was scared that if I did that, I might drop them and spill beer all over myself. <laughs> so I decided not to. <laughs> hey, the best part is, Ken, this was your idea. I didn't know this movie existed. Yeah, so if you've been a listener of the podcast for at least a little while, you know about the two guns joke and how it gives me pain every time it happens. Started, oh gosh, way back in the Arkham City episode. Yep which was episode insert number here. I can tell you shortly. (laughs) And uh, from then on, every time anything is to something, like a number to something, we have to, somebody throws it back to the Two-Face line in Arkham City. Two guns, bitch, because it's ridiculous. It was episode uh, 118 back in April 11, 2021, when that was released. I have been living with the fallout of this joke for over two years now. Mm -hmm. Please, someone kill me. (laughs) Uh, Funny enough, I think the the two guns joke is hilarious because the Arkham Knight episode was the first episode I listened to when Mike asked me to be on the podcast. And I was listening to the podcast to understand how the flow went. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, Arkham City, that's a good that's a good fucking game, man. Yeah. And. We decided to watch this movie because I saw that there was a movie called Two Guns, and I laughed about it thinking, we'll never cover this. There's no reason to cover this. (laughs) Well, here the fuck we are. It was actually one of the first suggestions on the Discord, which, please, go join our Discord. You can link in the show notes. It's updated. It works. Please join. And you you suggested it. I'm like, and I'm like, okay, maybe we'll get to it. And then finally, it's like, fuck it. I don't know what to record. I can't do my spooky stuff right now because my wife is out of town and I got to record something because she's not here. So I got to record something. And here we are. Hmm. Everything just aligned. And then imagine my surprise to find out, wait a minute. This movie is based on the comic book that I read many years ago. It is based on the comic book series Two Guns by Stephen Grant. And this is a a stealth comic book movie. I have never heard anybody talk about this as far as being a comic book movie. I believe that. I never even heard of this movie until you mentioned it. Like, I never even knew it existed. Look, I'll be honest. I didn't know it existed, and I pride myself on knowing about movies. <laughs> yeah, it, but now this is just weird. <laughs> I mean, also, the nice thing is it was right on Prime, and I already have Prime. I'm like, okay, we, it's easy to watch. I didn't have to buy it. I didn't have to struggle with renting it. I was just able to just pick up Prime, and there it was. That was nice. Fantastic. Funny enough, if we wanted to, we could all join a group party and watch it together on Amazon Prime if we really wanted to. <laughs> 
Did, did we? No. <laughs> you know, honestly, we should have. Probably, yeah. I thought that's what you were pitching, Mike, when you're like, we're like, well, with the with the webcams and everything, I was like, are we going to watch this and just talk, make fun of it the whole time and like record that, which would have worked. I haven't done that yet with anything. <laughs> I've never made a talk over track. They're called commentaries on movies. Yes. <laughs> I've just never done it. I don't, I don't know. It, to me, it doesn't fit what a podcast is. Cause the idea of this, that you'll, you'll watch a movie at some point or play a game or read a comic. And then you're thinking about it. And then randomly you get to listen to a few different people bitch about it or, or, or talk about it in a great way while you're just doing whatever. So that's why that's my theory. But yeah. I had no expectations going into this movie. I'm like, this is going to be stupid. I was going to watch it by myself. I asked my wife, like, hey, do you want to watch it? She's like, who's in it? I'm like, Denzel Washington. She's like, okay, I'm on board. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I've never, never heard of it. I didn't, I didn't know this was based on a comic book until you told us. Like, knew nothing at all about this movie. And it's, uh, I'm just going to say right off the bat, it's a damn shame that nobody talks about this movie. It is. I mean, this has got to be one of the Mark Wahlberg's better movies. I have a, an ongoing and another theory as to why that is. Because he does whatever he can? No. So uh, what year has this movie come out? This movie came out in 2013. This is a 2013 movie. This is after 2011, whenever we basically said, hey, we won the war in Afghanistan. This is after. So basically every single movie after this is pro-military Pro like, oh, well, you know, we, we have to fight terrorists or we fought terrorists kind of thing. So as much as this movie is what it is, it's not about that. And I'm pretty sure that's why it fell on the radar, because, I mean, compare this movie to someone probably who wanted to go see. But the one movie I can think of that comes to mind is like American Sniper. You're probably going to watch the America. Fuck yeah. Movie first. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was thinking about American Sniper while you were talking. So thank you. <laughs> I always think of American Sniper, especially because like people say that movie so good. And there's a scene where that guy's holding like a fake baby and pretending it's a real baby. And that's part of the movie. It's not like a weird PTSD thing. It's like they couldn't afford a real baby. So he's holding a fake baby. How can you not afford a real baby? They're like, you could just go to the mall and grab one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, probably safety thing. Like, well, we can't put a baby in danger for this scene. No, it's just him at home holding a baby. It's like. Yeah, like it's it's just him. Like, okay, oh. then I I mean I thought like maybe some kind of scene where like they're doing stuff and they gotta hide it, but like if the guy just sitting in the house, couldn't you just go find someone ahead of baby? And be like, hey, we're gonna pay you a bunch of money to let us hold your baby on the screen. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I think that would happen. Okay, like I'm not here to cast any aspirations against the man, but is there any reason that Bradley Cooper can't be around babies? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know at all. <laughs> Oh, but okay. I didn't really think about that, but I mean, I, I usually do try to look at movies like when they came out and what was going on with the world because that affects so much to what you see. And I mean, and you're completely right, Joe. Like, you do have that huge surplus of military, fuck yeah, type stuff around that time. And uh, this isn't that. It, it's also, weirdly enough, and I think it has a lot to do with it too. This movie is a comic book movie, but it's not what comic was back then because I'm looking at 2013 action movies out. And I see uh, Wolverine, Kick-Ass 2, Thor, The Dark World, Iron mm. Man 3, so R.I.P.D., which I thought was okay. I but Yeah, it, it's a thing where, like, they probably didn't think it would be a good idea to advertise as a comic book movie, but if they did, more people probably would have watched it. Oh, Man of Steel came out that year, too. Yeah, oh, why not? Can't fuck with Man of Steel, though. That's a decent film from what I remember. 
Well, like you, you can't go up against it though. Like, oh yeah, you're not going to win that fight. But this is a different type of. I mean, this isn't a superhero movie. This is. I mean, essentially, like, okay, so I went to this movie completely blind, didn't watch any trailers, didn't look anything up. I had no Same. fucking idea what was going on for the first like 20 minutes. No idea, and that was interesting. <laughs> I'm going to make a very bad comparison, but I'm going to make this comparison. It was like going into. I had once heard a story. People went in to go see Raiders of the Lost Ark. Had no idea what it was. They just sat down to go see this movie and were just blown away. And that's how I felt with this movie. I went in with no expectation. I was blown away how much fun it was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like this, uh, it, it isn't. A, I think it is like 15, 20 minutes in before you find out that Denzel Washington is a cop or so. And then another like 10, maybe 10 minutes in and then another like 15 minutes in before you find out that Mark Wahlberg's character is working for the Navy. And they're both undercover. You can get Mark Wahlberg's in the Navy, but you call Denzel Washington a cop. He works for the DEA, Michael. That's a little cop. (laughs) It's a narc, first off. (laughs) (laughs) So this movie is basically a dick measuring contest, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured. Because I was watching this movie, and when when, the big reveal finally happened, which... So we, we can go all over the place with this movie if we really want to. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, where it's like, oh, yeah, uh, the... You know, it's 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 the CIA secret money and it's the the DA, the DEA set up Denzel Washington and like the Navy set Navy SEAL set up uh, Mark Wahlberg. And it's like, oh, so it's just a big dick measuring contest. Everyone knows what the money exists. And that's basically all this is pretty much. It just does it in such a weird way where you just don't understand what's happening at first, because like they show him at this diner. And they have a guy go to the go to the bank and then they're, you know, arguing about tipping her and this and that. And then I think they, yeah, they start, they start it on fire. And then all of a sudden the movie cuts back to a week before. And it's just, it's very confusing at first. It like is. you don't understand what's happening. And so I looked up the comic and you were right, Ken. It's like beat for beat of the comic. The way oh, the yeah. movie is. Are they also the same ethnicity? Because sometimes you do that weird no. thing where they, oh, yeah. Okay. two white yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. But I come mean, on. come on. You know, black guys that read comics. <laughs> Oh, that is a joke. a joke, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. Well, that's good that we said it for the audience. Uh, I mean, Denzel Washington, I, I'm assuming if he said, hey, I want to be in this project, you're like, sure, sign right here. Yeah, this is like, this is the hype after Man on Fire. I think it's what that movie's called. Man on yes. Fire? Yeah. Man on Fire is really fucking good. Yeah, it's it a really good movie. <laughs> like, really fucking good. Like, there's one scene that cracked me up in this movie early on. I think that's when I started to fall in love with this movie. When they when they're about to rob the bank and they go to the police station and lock up the cops and said instead of having you chase after us we decided to put you away right now. <laughs> and like as as things like that go, that's a pretty damn good idea. Yeah, I mean you're in a small town. I mean yeah, just lock the cops up. <laughs> it just it really cracked me up. It, it's also a thing too where it's also I, I'm guessing from from what's going on. So this is. This movie takes place roughly around the border of Texas and Mexico. And that's why a lot of the stuff that happens in the movie uh, happens in the movie. And funny enough, you guys want to talk about A-list actors. Uh, do you know who plays uh, the drug lord, Poppy? Oh, yes. I know damn well who plays Poppy Greco. Yeah, uh, that is uh, the dad from the Selena movie, from like the 90s Selena movie. Yep, that's what my wife said, too. <laughs> yeah. I Okay, like, yes, yes. He was Selena's dad in the Selena movie. But but he was also Adama from Battlestar Galactica. He's like, also more important. He's also in uh fuck, Blade Runner. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He was uh Gaff in Blade Runner. Yeah, he's in like, a lot of stuff. He's he's just he's a very, very good actor. And he's 
here, which doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Uh, and he plays a drug lord. And he's uh, good at playing a drug lord. He's a good actor. Yeah, he's a great actor. But like, <laughs> oh, God, there's so many people in this movie that don't feel like they should belong here. James Marsden is in this yeah. movie, so Cyclops. James, James Marsden playing the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's straight. Bill Paxton is in here, too, playing another bad guy. Yeah, well, Bill Paxton's done it before, but Bill Paxton is so good. Like, he's good at everything. He's great in this movie. He's hilarious. Fred Ward is in here, plays the Admiral. Fred Ward is one of the best character actors of all time. He's known for, for Tremors, for Remo Williams. This was his last theatrical movie before he passed away. Oh. This was. Oh. That's weird. I think this would be the movie. Robert John Blur- Burke, the guy who played Jessup, he was in uh, Thinner. DJ. He played, like, the, the main guy in Thinner. He was RoboCop in RoboCop 3. Like, <laughs> there, this movie is packed full of people. And you're wondering, why are you here? Who has blackmail on you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie didn't also make a lot of money either, I'm seeing. Well, no, I made $131 million, budget of $61 million, so that's not bad. It broke even. How? Like, uh, I've never heard of this damn thing. You know, I've, I feel like in 2013, I would have seen this. I had a, a friend, a good friend of mine that we used to go to the movies all the time, like every every couple weeks, and go see random shit. Never saw this. And I wish I had friends like that. <laughs> so, it's crazy. I... I went, I tried to make friends like after I got out of high school and like I met these two weird nerds and I was like, hey, you guys want to go see the Expendables? And they're like, I guess. And I went, I had like a great time and they were like, I never talked to them after that because they thought I was weird. I'm like, man, fuck you guys. You guys aren't cool. Nah. Well, I had one good friend I went to a lot of movies with, but then I ended up dating my my, my ex-girlfriend before I met my wife and then I kind of lost contact with him. And so then I, and I moved away too. So that didn't help things. But yeah, every week almost we'd go see movies. It was nice. <laughs> it was my getaway from my son. And the only thing I did outside of my house, so it was nice. So, interestingly, this is not the first movie that Mark Wahlberg has done with Balthazar Kormarker, uh, who, by the way, is Icelandic, which is cool. <laughs> like, you don't really hear about a lot of Icelandic directors, and it's awesome. But no, in um, in 2012, he actually did the movie Contraband with Mark Wahlberg, and I guess that's where they met. Okay. I mean, Mark Wahlberg's done a ton of movies. He has, and they haven't all been great. No, no, they haven't. <laughs> oh, that's who else we got in this movie. Deb, the love interest, is played yes. by Paula Patton. I only know her from Go- uh, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Yeah, she was great in that movie. Yeah. So I'm going to make like a weird comment, and I hope you guys kind of follow along with me on it. Did anybody else think that like she didn't get shot because it wasn't shown on camera and think that she was still like double-crossing them? Yes. Well, you see her body in the apartment, I thought, right? Well, yeah, you do later on. But like whenever like he like you hear you hear him on the phone and you hear you hear a gunshot and it disconnects. Part of me was like, oh, if they don't. I have a rule where it, it's pretty much followed by horror movies. If you don't see someone die, they didn't die. That's fair. I but figured he, she was dead just because I didn't think she was working on working with the drug lord Poppy. I thought, you know, because she was double crossing Mark Wahlberg into Washington. Yeah, but I mean, it makes sense. All right, so this is where the movie phenomenally deviates from the comics, really, because in the comic she doesn't get killed by Poppy. She is absolutely screwing over Bobby and Stig. Ha ha ha! Called it. 
Like, <laughs> totally. It's her and Quince, and they're working together. And then Quince kills her, and his, oh God, his closing line after he shoots her is just the most ridiculous thing. I'm trying to find it here. On the last movie she's done was in 2020 called Four Kids and It. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But she also did a movie called Mirrors with Keeper Sutherland, which is really good. <laughs> From 2008, never seen that or heard of it. Oh, it's great. It's it's supernatural <laughs> horror film. Huh? That's why. It's legitimately good fun. Oh, oh, Kiefer Sutherland. If I ever met him, I'd give him a very light slap in the face for replacing my favorite voice actor. But that's and, not his fault. And be arrested. What was he arrested for? No, and then you'd be arrested. Oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> lot, it'd be a lot of rest. It'd be like a like an insulting slap, not like a I'm gonna knock some fucking teeth out slap. <laughs> what were you gonna say? <laughs> I don't know. I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, I'm I do that sometimes. But I, I really, I like seeing her again. I was like, oh, I haven't seen her in a, in a few movies. I only really saw her in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. And so I was like, oh, that's her. Yep. I was a little thrown off, like, when she's, when you find out she's sleeping with Denzel Washington's character. And then, I mean, it doesn't take long before you figure out that, like, yeah, she's double-crossing them. Like, especially when she, when they go to the bank robbery, he's like, okay, be there at exactly this time. And she never shows up. I'm like, yeah, she's double-crossing them. But it's just so much double cross. Like the way this movie just keeps like you never know what's really going on. And it's hilarious. The quips are hilarious. The way Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington play off each other is fucking just funny as hell. A lot of this movie, apparently, according to the director, many of the best lines from this film were all improvised by Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg. I can see that. I believe that. It felt like it. I and mean, not in a bad way, but it really felt like they were just saying stupid shit off each other. Yeah, like, and that's honestly, I think that's why this movie works so well. They have such good chemistry together. Like, this reminds me of an old 80s buddy cop movie. Yeah. Except they're not really buddies and they're not really cops. No. But (laughs) they just, they work so well together. And you can see they're having a blast with each other. Oh, like, there's one part when when they're still not working together yet where Mark Wahlberg put the keys in his pants and he's like, you can go grab it. I feel like a lot of that ended up becoming ad libs. <laughs> oh, probably. It's <laughs> the comments they make. Like, I, I, I couldn't stop laughing during this movie. I'm like, what the hell? I'm enjoying this movie. There's a lot of moments without them being in the same one that made me laugh. I think probably one of my favorite part of this movie was uh, whenever Denzel Washington's walking through the desert and he comes across two racists and he not only steals their gun, he also takes their doom buggy. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was good. That was a good little thing. We're like, oh, we found you trying to cross the border. And they have like the thick accents. And like, it was just like, you can't tell that this guy, you know, is American. Like, you know, what the, fu- Lasso, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> oh, dude, ra- racist people don't give a shit. They, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> the no, I get it. It was just, it was just so stupid, but funny at the same time. Also, that's very much a gun that we sell here in Texas. And I hate it. I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, do people, I, I know people do cross the border a lot. Like, I know that's actually how, but I don't think it's Texas where people are crossing. Because, oh, Texas. Oh, yeah. Okay. They yeah. do it in Texas. I know they do a lot in, like, Arizona where you have, like, that, because that, they didn't say this, but I'm pretty sure when they did that other crossing, that was Arizona, where you just see them crossing for, like, days. No, this this whole movie takes place in Texas. Oh, it's all Texas? Okay, never mind. Yeah. yeah. I, I know that because I can tell by the stickers, which is also on my car currently. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. You're from Texas. Yeah. I've been to Texas once. I drove in El Paso and, and got out of plane, but that was about it. So Yeah. Te- Texas, one of the states that has, what is it? Free property tax. And so you don't have to pay taxes on your shit every fucking year. 
Missouri. Almost every other state, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wow. <laughs> I don't, it's just one of those movies that it, it just it keeps you guessing. It keeps you entertained. Like, I mean, watching Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg just fighting each other because they, they don't know if they can trust each other throughout the movie. I mean, you go from having the one enemy with the drug lord Poppy to all of a sudden you find out that Bill Paxton is a CIA guy who's also like terrible and killing people and they stole his money. And like this is back and forth, back and forth. It's just great. And like, I don't want to I don't want to throw any conspiracy theories out there. But is it possible that this movie didn't get a lot of attention because it portrays some members of the armed forces in a negative light? At the time, could be yes. Probably, maybe. That's a, that's also a good possibility as well. I mean, 20, if, like what Joe said, I mean, can't think about that. Like, this wouldn't be that long after Afghanistan. I mean, we're still as a country very, very pro-military. You know, so that could be, a, you know, that could play a part in it, too. Yeah. I mean, well, I feel like we're less pro-military as a, as a society than we were, you know, 10 years ago. I think that's safe to say. And maybe it was movies like this that brought us there. Who knows? I mean, the CIA, I mean, the whole CIA being crooked with, I mean, there's no, like, I'm like, yeah, that, that sounds accurate. Oh, yeah, no, the CIA fucking sucks. <laughs> They're the worst. <laughs> I mean, they've done, I mean, there's so many things on record at this point that they've done, that they've been involved in, so it's like, there's no yeah. question. Yeah, they no, have, they're horrible. <laughs> but they have money like that, like, no question. Oh, but it's a half an hour into the film, about 33 minutes or so when you, no, 35 minutes or so when Mark Wahlberg gets betrayed by the military. So, like, they... They keep stuff. It takes a little bit for this movie really gets going. You hear at games my mom found do not condone uh, overthrowing the government. I just want to point that out at some point. <laughs> Hi there, everybody. Kenneth Sanity here from games my mom found. I can't speak for the rest of everybody, but overthrow your government today. <laughs> <laughs> also, pay your I mean, fucking actors. I yeah, have been watching fucking actors. Watching a cartoon writers. about overthrowing the about overthrowing an empire. How about that? <laughs> Is it one watching piece? a lot of Star Wars Rebels? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ahsoka got me all into that, so fair enough. Like, I mean, it's just their thing. It's just funny as shit. Like, there's one time when Mark Wahlberg ends up pointing a gun at a guy's balls. <laughs> to get it. I mean, like they threaten to shoot guys in the balls multiple times throughout this movie. Just stupid mm-hmm. shit, and it's just hilarious every time. It's it's also really fucked up because because I want I want to talk about that other part too. Uh, Mark Wahlberg being betrayed is really fucked up too because they basically say, "Hey, we've had you undercover for six months." To where we were basically covering for you, and if we really wanted to, we can just say you went AWOL and then fucking shoot you right right here and right now. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You have someone crooked in charge and you're undercover. I mean, you know, not, not that information is always on file, I feel. So I get it. I mean, I don't know if it's ever happened in real life, but in movies, yeah, it's very plausible. But even in real life, I watch a lot of undercover stuff before with cops and things, and they don't know, you know, like this guy's undercover sometimes. Like yeah, they have I- no idea. I've seen The Departed enough. I know how it works. (laughs) I've seen the movie once. Great movie. Great movie. But I also, I just recognize a a lot of actors, like the veterinarian guy. I recognized him. I can't think of what his name is, but I did recognize that actor. Yes. I didn't pull it up, so I can't give you names or anything. Yes, Patrick Fischler. He's just one of those guys that when you see him, you're like, you just recognize him from random movies. I remember him from Mulholland Drive, but apparently he was also on Barry. He was on the new Quantum Leap. He was in a lot, a lot of stuff. Got 137 credits on IMDb. Yeah. Like, he, he got around. Good character actor. Yeah, solid character actor. And his name in the movie? Dr. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Dr. Ken got killed. So Interestingly enough, 
He also plays a character named Ken on the show Veep. <laughs> Dear Hollywood, my name is actually Ken. Pick me. <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird. That is weird. But like, I mean, I just didn't expect to to be so entertained. Like, I thought I was like I said earlier, I thought I was going to watch this movie. Like, I was going to watch an hour of this movie, then turn it off, and then watch another hour the next day because I was I watched about two days before our recording, and mm-hmm. I watched it all in one sitting. Yeah, that's not normal for me. So, <laughs> like, that's how much I was just involved. And uh, I, I got to say, I really like Paula Pat- Patton, too. Like, she is just beautiful in this movie uh-huh. and Ghost Protocol. So that, that was just nice. like her because this was her first nude scene in a film. Uh, I, actually, I could have done without that because it didn't feel contextually necessary. Is she, so. is she naked in this? Movie? Yeah, you see her boobs. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess we've been watching too many artsy movies. Where the nudity always felt like it was never meant to be sexually, and I've gotten like I've, I've I've gotten to appreciate that, and then we go and we go from watching artsy movies like Under the Skin, Midsummer, and then we watch this, and this is not an artsy movie. So it's kind of so in that it was just kind of like jarring to have nudity again. I'm like, I get it, guys, but if I want to see nudity, there's porn. I don't need it. I just want to see a movie. So. Fair enough. No, that's always been my thought. Like, you know, I see enough of it that way. I don't need to see in my in my regular movie. Yeah, no, it's it's not really, you know exciting nudity like it's just it's two people hanging out in bed after sex it's where you would expect nudity yeah it worked i mean but i just i was like kind of like eh. yeah i've been weird about that i mean again too many artsy films (laughs) sorry mike (laughs) and i couldn't get over like bill paxton's character because he plays such a good evil guy oh hey i got a movie for you bud (laughs) you should watch a movie called frailty i've heard of it I don't think I've ever seen it, but I've been meaning to for years. Oh, you should. Everybody start petitioning Mike now. Frailty for next Spooktober. Well, we'll need plenty of Spooktober stuff next year, so that's fine. We'll get it. Yeah. Hey, Where I finally got Midsummer down. So. Oh, man, I can't wait to start infecting you with horror movies. I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> you're getting a few in this year that already I have know. been recorded and released at the time you're hearing this. But so you've got a few coming. But more. More so, is always better. Tiff is also more into like wanting to be on the show, and she likes horror movies. So yeah, there'll be a lot more horror movies. You should awesome. get her own microphone. But she just recording. Well, I can't hook up too easily to my computer without really? it bleeding. I'm worried. Well, I mean, I'm worried it would bleed. Oh yeah, okay, that's fair. And she doesn't want to record in a different room. I have multiple. Like I have like four microphones. Oh, but <laughs> she doesn't uh, like recording in different rooms. There, there's a way to like get it to where you can guys can like from sit across from each other. But I'm, I, I see people on TikTok do it all the time, so it should be good. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if I have high enough equipment for that either. Oh, uh, I, I have a I have funny joke. Would you guys like to hear a funny joke? Sure, I like funny jokes. Yes. Okay, fun, uh, funny joke. Because uh, I mentioned this in the chat, Mike. I know you haven't seen it. Ken, you've seen Hot Fuzz, right? I have. Yeah, this is one of the movies Nick Frost characters would fucking watch like on repeat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. And and Hot Fuzz. So that that's like a that's like a it's like a British cop movie, right, Mike? Yeah, I, I know of it. Yeah, but they don't have guns. Like Nick, Nick Frost characters is obsessed with like buddy cop movies from from America. Yeah, like Point Blank and and Bad Boys Too. And like, and honestly, this should be talked about in the same breath with movies like Bad Boys Too. Yes, this is just a fun damn movie. I don't know why this has never never been talked about. There's so many good scenes. Like you have one scene that I'm watching right now. Have it playing in the background. Like when Denzel Washington goes in Mark's, Mark Wahlberg's apartment after he tried to kill him. And he's like, you know, and he starts talking to him. He's like, I could have shot you any moment. I got a sniper rifle on you. He's like, just, you know, listen to, you know, I want to talk to you. 
you know, it's just funny because you keep seeing the crosshairs. You keep seeing him in the crosshairs and, you know, him realizing he's got a, you know, military rifle and things like that. Like, it's just, just everything the way they do it is just so good in this. So much better than any right to be. Poppy is a great villain. Oh, so good. Bill Paxton, CIA, is such a great fucking villain that's going behind the scenes, torturing people, playing Russian roulette and shooting people in the legs that are innocent. Like, just so much shit happening that you like you didn't know where the movie is going to go. At one point, both of your characters get captured and they get hung up upside down, reminding me of Hannibal. They're going to get fed to the pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the part where the guy pisses on his hands in front of him, and you just as you just oh. see the point of view, of the camera of him and his hands between his legs, and you, just, and you just see you know a stream of water going, a stream of liquid going on him. I'm like, he's pissing on his hands. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, because it it toughens up the skin on the hands. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> it was just so like it was just so weird that it was in the movie. It was it was weird, but you know I don't think it was bad. No, it was hilarious. Like the movie, I don't, I don't know if I'd say it was better for it, but it was definitely not less for it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like everything pays off too. like jokes pay off like early in the movie when Denzel Washington gets shot in the arm. That ongoing joke lasts this entire hour and a half movie until the very end. <laughs> Much like yeah. a certain Batman joke that just won't fucking die. Yeah. And, you know, little little stuff like that. And it's just fucking hilarious. And you get the big finale where at the end of the at the end of the movie they fight the CIA the uh you know, they fight the C the CIA the 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 Navy the traders. Navy SEAL and they fight the the drug lord mafia and they only use two guns bitch and in classic style back to back <laughs> which is also funny because it's the cover of the, it's the poster and the cover of this movie is the ending scene yeah which I thought was kind of hilarious. And the best part, the absolute best part, is at the end, it comes down to uh, Denzel Washington, who plays Bobby, Mark Wahlberg, who plays Stig, Quince, who's played by James Marsden, and (laughs) Earl, who's played by Bill Paxton. And they are all pointing guns at each other in a Mexican standoff in (laughs) Mexico. Yeah, yeah, that really is that. How great. Also, th- this movie does a really good, like, we, we talked about the pacing of this movie. It is a really good way of, like, not revealing everything at once. Because you don't, you don't find out, you, you know, you find out Denzel Washington's a DA, DA member 50 minutes in, and then another 50 minutes in, you find out about Mark Wahlberg. And one of the things that I even think was interesting is, which they didn't even have to reference, but it still comes up. Or they didn't have to be in the movie, but it still comes up, or in, in becoming a twist, is where... The Navy commander, that's Mark Wahlberg's supervisor, is the boyfriend of the chick that Denzel Washington's dropping. Yes. And they don't really tell you until later on because he keeps calling him, he calls the guy with Javier or something. Is the name for him? Harvey. And yeah. that is Which, the best fucking joke in this entire movie. When I heard Harvey, the first, I mean, I know what you know, the first thing popped in my head was Harvey Dent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that going yeah. to surprise me? His last name first with a D, but. It was just, you know, hilarious. And then when it finally clicks near the end of the movie and he's like, Harvey, that's, you know, that's kind of the name of my, you know, my officer. And he's at the hotel, too. You know, and so it all starts to click. The the best thing is that originally the name Harvey, it's not his name. It's not his name. But Denzel Washington's character is accusing Paul's Patton's character of making up this boyfriend. He's an imaginary boyfriend. So he calls him Harvey. Harvey was also the name of an old movie drawing Jimmy Stewart. I think it was Jimmy Stewart. I got that. That saw an invisible rabbit. But oh, okay. nobody else 
could see that invisible rabbit. And that rabbit's name was Harvey. So, like, that is a, a joke with multiple layers in there. It's also a joke because it's Harvey Dent and it's two guns, bitch. Yes. <laughs> That's only for a, a certain crowd. <laughs> Very discriminating podcast listeners would understand <laughs> that joke. No, it was just like, just the way that this and it, oh, it's an out. It's 57 minutes into this movie when they start working together. Jeez. So, yeah. like, this movie's, like I said, only like an hour and a half long or so, or an hour and 45 minutes, somewhere around. It's not a long movie. Yeah, usually close to a two-hour movie always feels like a solid movie. Unless yeah. you, yeah, even like where some movies are like, oh, it's a kid's movie. I feel like a, a good movie is always like two hours. Yeah, that's usually what I anticipate when I go to the movies. Like, okay, it can be a two-hour movie plus trailers. <sighs> like, okay, I, I love a two-hour movie. I love a four-hour movie. I love movies that don't stay past when they should yes and, video and games too. there are some movies that just take that tight 90 minutes that hour and a half and they're just like all right cool here's an hour and a half i did it i have nothing left to say i'm done this movie is not quite 90 minutes but no but i was never bored like when joe was watching this movie he watched what you were just starting you're like this is stupid like what what 10 15 minutes in right joe yeah pretty much and i was like like keep watching i'm like just keep going yeah, this is an hour and 49 minutes, so almost two hours. And it's not boring. I mean, it's never boring. It no. has a few calm down moments, like when they re- when they when they kidnap Poppy. And <laughs> I love how they throw him in the back of a truck, drive him around the desert in a truck, just <laughs> bouncing up and down like, oh, God, the guy's going to be in so much pain at the end of that. Mm-hmm. Did he throw up or is he dead? <laughs> Probably both. Mm-hmm. Oh, he threw up. Uh, and, and then they just tie him up in, a, in in the garage. You find out the garage is Deb's Deb's garage because he went to her house. He's like, you said stop by any time. <laughs> like this movie is ridiculously fun. It's energetic. It's not a movie that demands a lot from you. No. Oh, and then uh, we mentioned a little bit earlier. I, I do like the dialogue in this movie. But one thing that I have a lot of issues with people nowadays complaining about movies. You can't show this to uh, a pretentious person who usually when I say pretentious, I used to also refer to someone younger as well, because God, the kids in their twenties now are fucking awful. A lot of people <laughs> would, would, would refer to this as a uh, Whedonism, Whedonism talk where it's characters going back and forth and then complain about it. But in genuine, in this movie, it's really good. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Joss Whedon wasn't the first person to have rapid yeah, fire I dialogue. I know, but people, people had talk out their ass. Yeah. Like, go watch some of the old, like, screwball comedies from, like, the late 40s. Some of those are even faster. I mean, all that matters is, is are you entertained? Like, that's really yeah. what it comes down to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll I guess I know I'm anyway. But, <laughs> I was you know, fucking entertained. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was entire movie. And my wife was entertained this entire movie. And she had, like, almost, she only watched it because Denzel was in it. Like, that's all she cared about. She's like, okay, I'll watch it because he's in it. And just couldn't stop watching after a certain point. When it get, when it gets going, it just it doesn't stop. Like there's one part when they're when they're running away after the the mili- the, the two military guys in the navy that are crooked when they attack the house that Deb's at and then they run off and you have like you have them get ch- all of a sudden their car like when they get they get crashed and all of a sudden like all these cars the Mexican cartel just come loading out <laughs> and that was hilarious it was just like what 20, like thirty like it felt like twenty thirty cars of guys just getting out and they're all dressed up in like stereotypical Mexican drug cartel outfits white beaters and just i'm like the, this is just funny the bandana face masks <laughs> yeah like oh. straight up like we're gonna make this as stereotypical as we can 
as a dude who is from Texas and who is also Hispanic, yes, they very we very much dress like that down there. It's not our <laughs> fault. I'm sorry. My grandpa still dresses like that. He's like 75. I mean, to be fair, the characters in this are also a Mexican, you know, drug cartel villain. <laughs> so it also fits like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just hilarious to me. Like, as we said earlier, it's just weird seeing James Marsden play a villain, too. He doesn't ever really strike me as a villain, villain actor. I don't think he's played a lot of villains unless you count cyclops who's just <laughs> an asshole <laughs> cyclops is an asshole like i don't i don't think james marsden has done a lot of villainous roles and this is unfortunate because he does well as a villain he really does like he's got the you know the hollywood big smile blue eyes kind of thing going on but he's got some darkness there you know? Yeah, he pulls it off. Yeah. I mean, like, the one, there's another scene here that cracked me up. When they go to steal a car in a parking lot, and they're com- they're complaining what car they should steal. <laughs> <laughs> and they go through all this trouble, he pulls out the, the wire to stick in and unlock the door, and the guy just breaks the window, and they just steal, like, a, what, I think a minivan or something? Or a van? Yep. <laughs> like. <laughs> yep. Minivans. I love them. <laughs> I mean, this movie also kind of shows you pretty quickly that it's going to be a that it's going to be a dark comedy at times. Like it's early on in the movie, they make, they're 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 down in the Mexican cartel very early in this movie, like the ten minutes in, and they're like, oh, we're you know we're gonna and you, he's like, oh, he's like, I'm like, he's like, I'm looking for a little Toro. He's like, you just moved him and you opened the bowling bag and it's just there's the guy's head. <laughs> yeah, that didn't expect that. No, but like it was. I I really don't want to keep going back to the well of saying give this movie a chance. You might be surprised. It's fun. But some of the dialogue in this movie is just off the charts. Ridiculously <laughs> great. Like when they're getting when they're getting beat up and they're upside down. If the guy pissed on his hand, he's like, I don't care what you do with me. The bat just don't don't put your hands on me. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, I mean, you're getting beaten the chest with a baseball bat. It, it was not a baseball bat, actually. Oh, what is it? It is a axe handle without the axe head. And oh. then there's there's wrap around the like the handle part. Oh, OK. Yeah. That'd probably hurt is, worse. Yeah. That, no, that probably does hurt worse because that thing's probably like a lot thicker. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. That was not pleasant. Not pleasant at all. I mean, you 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 just screwed over a drug cartel. You know, like it ain't going to be nice. Like you're going to be murdered slowly. Also, this movie made me realize I don't like villain certain villain monologues, especially when they're repeated like more than once. Where, like, the CIA guy's like, you ever play Russian roulette? And he's, like, lining the bullets up. Yeah. And it's like, you pretentious ass. You, everyone knows what Russian roulette is. I think he does it, what, he does it, what, twice or three times? Twice, I believe. Yeah. He has it once to the vet, and then he has it a second time at Denzel Washington, and he thankfully does not blow his fucking balls off. <laughs> That'd be the end of the movie right there. I'm pretty sure if you took a shot right in the groin, you wouldn't be okay. No, but the upside is your body would probably go into shock before you had a chance to feel it. I don't uh, want to find out, though, by the way. The the big finale is also great because you have you have all three people showing up. You have Mark Wahlberg, who lied to, to the Navy SEAL, saying that he has their money and they're at the drug cartel. And then the CIA shows up for uh, for um, Denzel Washington. And he is just sitting in a, what is apparently Poppy's car with just mounds of fucking money. <laughs> Uh, and I mean, again, another, another joke that pays off. And they make a comment earlier in this movie about a 64 Impala. And then when Denzel Washington shows up in the very end of the movie with all the money, he has a 64 Impala. Mm. I just I appreciate when they make when jokes like that just, you know, pay off. Like, I really appreciate that in a movie. Like, uh, 
a throwaway line that you think mean nothing actually has a whole point to it. Yeah, I, I have a weird question for you guys. Sure. Mm-hmm. Would y'all survive? Would you would you survive a like, let's say you, you're in a situation where you're in a building and you're being chased after the police and you decide to hide in the freezer and shoot the gas? Would that keep you safe in the freezer? Honestly, it depends on the type of freezer, but there's a pretty good chance of it. I don't think the explosion would be that big, though, though, right? No. Like, like you probably just blow up the kitchen. You wouldn't blow up the whole fucking building, apparently. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that explosion was way too big for just a gas line. <laughs> but I mean, it was a military was, base, so. Yeah, it was effective, though. Like, it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he and then when he's escaping that he puts on a, an admiral's uniform or something like that and just kind of walks off like he like he belongs there. Yeah. Right. And that's makes great. Sense. I feel like he wore that uniform in other movies before, too. Oh, uh, I've seen probably Venturing candidate. Maybe he's, he's Denzel Washington. He yeah. projects authority, <laughs> which is why it's so good to see him playing against type and just being kind of a shithead in this movie. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, it's just it's fun. I think, uh, I think Mark, Mark Wahlberg is always known for paying like some form of sociopath, so it's fine. Uh, I've seen The Happening, and I would have to disagree with you there. Never which seen that movie. Yeah, which one is that? It's a movie that's the killer plant movie that M. Night Shyamalan directed. See, yeah, you was... say you say The Happening, but I just keep fi- I just keep picturing uh, the fuck is that movie called? The Mist. Yeah, happening was the one where they had the trailer for people to start dropping dead, and you don't know why. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That was like how it opened up, and I it was it was back when M Night Shyamalan was still like popular, exciting. Yeah. Look, M Night Shyamalan still got it. All right, he just put out a movie last year, or was it this year? I don't know. Knock the cabin, super great movie based oh, on a Batista? great book. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen. I haven't Ron seen that Weasley. yet. Yeah, he's in that too, I think. Yeah, yeah, he is. And honestly, they're both like super good. But we know my thoughts about Batista because we <laughs> talked about it. During Blade Runner and how Batista is the better actor of The Rock. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And John Cena is better than The Rock. Peace, peacemaker right there proves it. Come at me, Dwayne. I'm ready. I watched that fight. <laughs> what, um, The Rock beating up Ken? I mean, what, I don't think it would last too long. Ken would get a good few hits in. I'd fight dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you fight a dude who eats like 50 hamburger patties to like stay that buff, you got to fight dirty. Yeah. <laughs> um, Remember, he never did steroids. No, never. Oh, everyone's done. All those guys have done steroids. Uh, <laughs> I know. It'd be like I'd basically be like the dude from Chainsaw Man. Whenever I'm in a fight with a guy, I go straight for the balls. <laughs> Ken, that is the best reference I've heard all fucking week. Thank you. <laughs> I'm not saying I could win in a fight, but I'd at least survive. I get a few good hits in. Yeah. I mean, I, I also think it, it's impressive how this movie ends up giving you the. Like when you see that Dead's been captured by Poppy and then he's like, if you don't bring me the money that they promise they're going to bring the CIA, you know, they know what's going to happen to her. She's going to be killed. My, the thing that confused me when Denzel Washington goes to a he goes to a random motel. What made him go to that motel that I missed? And I wanted to ask you guys about that. Isn't that the hotel that he's strapping the, the other that his girlfriend in? He goes to some place, some apartment. I, I think maybe maybe his apartment. That's when he finds her dead body. Yes. Yeah. And you do see her dead, so you know she's not fucking with him. Yeah. But, no, the the, the ring, I think, was a signal, because it was on the wrong finger. So they probably went back to the place where they had, like, some kind of a good memory or good time associated with, and oh, that's okay, where the money was. It's on the thumb, because that's what confused me, because 
I mean, I was thinking, okay, the hotel that, you know, she he met her at that one time, he goes to a random shitty motel where they don't have room service, by the way. They don't have room service motels. But someone got that joke. Yes. So, so I believe I believe it's the same hotel, but I believe her. I think it's his pinky rings. I, I want to say you see him wearing it whenever he rolls up with the money. Her putting that ring on her thumb is signed for them to go fool around in the hotel. I guess that oh, was the hint. Okay. But I was just confused. I mean, because I guess she double crossed Cyclops and then hid the money in the in the motel because it wasn't like she was supposed to be in on it. Right. Was Cyclops supposed to split the money between her and him? And then yep. they decided to she decided to run with the money. Yeah. Forty three million has got to be a lot of fucking money, though. That's like, a lot of fucking money. OK, I really want to talk about forty three million. Sure. OK, like in the comic book, it is a very round number. It is fifty million. <laughs> OK. And in this movie, not only is it forty three million, it's forty three point one two five million. I know that because you hear it a lot. You do hear it a lot. You do hear it. And I don't know why. That is such a weird number. I mean, I wonder if someone just said it by accident. They're like, yeah, this works. Or it's a it's a dumb joke where it's like, it'd be funnier if it was very specific every time. Like 69 million? Shit, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been funny. I, I got to refrain myself every so often in work and other things when the number 69 comes up for something and not say, nah. Nah, I always do. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point in trying to hide who you are, Mike. <laughs> I don't hide it on here. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I have a podcast, so I can speak who I am to the world. <laughs> to the hundred, two thousand people listen listen to this podcast, so because it varies for it. <laughs> but hundred. Hey, thanks, guys. We do this for you. <laughs> now, now to be fair, because we're uh, the ending part of the movie. One, I do think it's fucking funny that they're walking away, and you see all of like Poppy's helpers like picking up the money. Legit. Also, same. I feel that. Oh yeah. <laughs> But also, yeah, I, I if my plan was to blow up that money, I'd probably keep the point one two five. Well, I mean, he did keep some money. Yeah, he kept some money. They're not going to know what exactly that amount looks like when you I mean, it's just so fucking funny because he brings it in the car. He gets out of the car to give him the money and then he just blows up the fucking car. I love that. Oh, yeah, that's so great. You know, because he knows they're not going to be able to just get away with it. You know, exactly. Like, so it was just it was just so funny just to watch him just blow it up. And then, you know, they do the and they do the fucking cover of the movie. That's what I love to pull out the guns, go back to back like we were saying. And you start shooting and you just see the money falling just like the cover of this movie. And it's just weird to me that the cover of the movie is the ending of the film. I just found that I didn't expect that. How they get you. Well, no, I mean, maybe I don't watch enough movies, but I feel like that isn't a normal thing. But again, this is an action movie. It isn't a, you know, drama. Well, nowadays, most movie covers are basically just a cheap, shitty Photoshop photos. Yeah. <laughs> or the movie posters, rather, that are like just heads on a background. After thanks, thanks to you, Marvel. But like that one, like the po- the cover for this was the poster. And it's not a great poster, but it's a poster. It got my attention. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's not some dumbass, you know. Heads against the background. There's going to be orange and there's going to be blue. Like, are we making fun of the Marvel movie posters now? Yes. I'm making fun of every poster that does this. I mean, like, example, Blade Runner 2049. We talked about that. I mean, you have fucking Harrison Ford on the cover. You And he doesn't show up in that movie till over halfway through or so. Yeah. More than that. I mean, I remember I clocked it. Close an episode. And, like, it, he shouldn't have been on the fucking cover. Like, it should have just, you just, sometimes you don't need to have stuff like that. 
on the damn poster because it should be hidden. Or even though this movie has the ending on the cover, it, it doesn't mean anything to you. You don't understand it until you get there. Yeah. What's what's going to draw you in on this? Hey, do you like Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Do you like Denzel Washington? Yeah. Do you like them together? I don't know. Well, you should check this movie out. Hell yeah, I should. Like, after they do that huge shootout, when he shoots Mark Wahlberg in the leg as revenge for him, she's like, I said I was going to shoot you. And throughout this movie, he says, I'm going to shoot you. And he just shoots him in the leg. Yeah. Like, Look out. just a nice little joke payoff. Or, the, or and also, the, I think there's two different parts in this movie where where Bill, pa- where Bill Paxton and they both say, you should never rob a bank across from a donut, a donut, a, a cafe with, a, with the best donut in three counties. And I'm like, this is a stupid joke. And then Bill Pax says the same thing. And then in the end of this movie, when they're sitting at another diner outside a bank, they ask the woman, how are your donuts? Eh, they're okay. And it's so that was that bank's fine. (laughs) Is that the joke is if the donuts aren't good, you're fine. It's not a great joke, but it is vaguely humorous. (laughs) I mean, I just liked it because it was, you know, meant as a joke saying they probably shouldn't just steal from the bank in general. That's how I took it. So, I don't know. It was just, I, I just thought the whole thing was just funny. Where Because I'm assuming they're going to rob again from the CIA. They're trying yes. to fight the CIA. That's what the whole, and I like that. That is the whole ending. They're just going to be taking out CIA banks for a while. So, <laughs> I have a weird question. Why, mm-hmm. why'd they set the bank on, or not the bank, why'd they set the, uh. The Diner bar- on fire? Yeah. To get the cops there. To distract from the attention that was on them. So that they can go rob, like deal with the bank, get out cleanly. After you fire, nobody's going to remember the two weird guys that you talked to. Like the guy who kept winking at you or the guy who said his <laughs> friend was a piece of shit. Like, yeah, oh, you're not okay. going to remember that in the aftermath of a fire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah. Oh, and there was a, a, there's a, a small scene in this movie that cracked me up because this is no, no, we're, we're, we watched this in September of 2023 when they, he brings up a comic, oh, and get Poppy on the Rico. And I just started laughing for some reason. Gee, I wonder why. Because you know you're a criminal when they get you on Rico. Just gonna say, I'm just gonna put that out there. No context, but if you're if you're getting if you're being charged of Rico, you're probably a criminal. That's what they did in the Dark Knight. Wait, <laughs> Wait what is it? Oh, the Rico racketeering, I don't remember what all stands for, but it's how they took down the mob back in the nineties. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's also how they took down in, in Dark Knight when he's talking about like it's a it's a very it's not something they throw out lightly. When they start putting the Rico on you, it's yeah, they're they're going. Yeah, they're going for ra- blood. Racketeer influenced and corrupt organizations. You're criminal, sir. And in Dark Knight, who is it they get? Is it the Asian guy? No, it's the entire mob. Oh yeah, they they arrest the whole mob when he brings them. <laughs> I need to rewatch that fucking movie so much. That, that's why um, Lao takes the money in Dark Knight is because the cops are coming for him on a Rico case, so he takes all of the physical money and says, well, you can't get to it now. And I'm keeping your money safe. And that's where they put them on top of the money, like the money on fire. So, mm-hmm. oh, man, I, that movie's about to be in theaters. But I'm not going to probably be able to watch it because I'm going to be elsewhere. So I'm like, and Mike, if only we knew a podcast where people like to watch I'm Batman purposely waiting for that series. OK, I've been waiting <laughs> Probably next year, though. I think I'm going to have to do it. But I've been purposely putting out hold and not having to cover that trilogy yet. Those are, I know we talk. You know, you, I know you talk about not wanting to do like stuff back to back. I probably wouldn't mind doing the three of those back to back. That probably would happen. What do you mean? Yeah. Three? Only two. What There's do? three. <laughs> they, look, combine those three movies combined make one good one and a half movie. I disagree. To differ, two great movies. 
Yeah. One great movie, one amazing movie, and one movie. There's some one, shit. There's some shit at some points where it's not very good, so it's okay. One great movie, two fine movies. Honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly, I haven't seen Dark Knight Rises since I saw it in theaters the day it came out at midnight, and I have never seen it since. It's not, not at midnight. I saw it Thursday at seven or eight o'clock, the same day that shooting happened. So. <laughs> Unfortunately, I remember that because that was. You know, I remember getting out of the theater and going, "Oh shit!" And I went on Facebook. Well, like, that's we're all, dark. Yeah, it we're, was. We're, we're all Batman fans. We all know about it. It's fine. Yeah. Everyone here's a Batman fan. All right. Any anything else we should say about Two Guns? Yes, I want to talk about the critical reception to this movie. Sure, please, please do. So Ben Kingsburg from the AV Club gave this movie a C plus rating and said, for some, the no frills action, half pint Jim Thompson scenario. And buddy cop wisecracks might be enough. Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian gave this film two out of five stars. R. Kurt Osenlund from Slant Magazine gave this two out of four stars and said, It's notably odd that Two Guns has a desire to make offhanded socio-political statements, but not the will to take them anywhere provocative. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone gave this two out of four stars, saying that this film did not make the extra effort. Guys, what the fuck? This is a dumb movie. It's, it's supposed a, to be fun. It's a dumb, hilarious, super entertaining movie. I mean, that's just what it is. Yeah, like A24 is there for your highfalutin socio-political statements and your provocative movies. But sometimes you just want to watch a dumb action movie and have a good time watching it. Get the stick out of your ass. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I would have thought this movie was stupid before I sat down and watched all of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it is stupid, but it's stupid in the best possible way. One of the ways I judge a movie on is did I have fun watching it? Did I want to turn it off midway? Did I stop to see, oh my God, how long do I have to watch a Scott Johansson film? You know, I mean, that's how I judge it on. And Whoa. I didn't have that prompt. I mean, not once did I really pause this movie and go, oh, are we almost done? I just was entertained completely. So that's <laughs> how I just, judged it. It's a great time. You know, and, and that's also something I've been trying to do now for the podcast. When when I when you guys get when someone you know says oh, watch this movie, I do now go into it completely blind. I don't watch trailers. I don't watch nothing. I just put the movie on and see what and let's see where we go. That's like my new thing now. And look how well that worked for this one. It did. I, I give it like one bad movie. And Mike's like, I'm never watching a movie that you guys recommend without watching the trailers again. <laughs> oh no, I watch all movies. I, I, I'm willing to do almost anything on this podcast at this point. I have a list of all the stuff that you guys have been suggesting on Discord, and this is and I was trying. I'm trying to go through that list now, and this was one of them. So that's why this happened. Fantastic! Like for some reason, Surf Ninjas is on that list too. Yeah. How the fuck is Surf Ninjas on that fucking list? Because somebody because that fucking movie's it. awesome. Fuck off. I think you know who suggested <laughs> now, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just agreed with it. Violently agreed with it. <laughs> So, yeah, maybe. OK, maybe someone else suggested it. But yeah, so it's going to happen. I mean, I'm I'm just trying I'm trying to open up my my brain to new things and experience. Well, experience movie experience games, things that sometimes are outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, like there are places for, you know, the art house movie and the movies that actually mean something that have a message. But film is primarily entertainment. It's supposed yeah. to be entertaining. And sometimes you just want to have fun with the movie. Like them Mark. complaining that this movie didn't go anywhere with social. It's not meant to. It's a fun action movie, a buddy cop action movie that kind of throws the government saying like, yeah, the government's not that great, guys. So, yeah. I mean, maybe that's why, too, because 2013, I think we were still pro-government a lot. 
Yeah, we were. Because of COVID, I mean, not COVID, because of, because of you know, Afghanistan, everything that, I mean, you, you know, you look at what happened to Dixie Chicks, I mean, I know that was earlier, but, like, there was a time in the, in where, like, 2001 till God, maybe 2016, where people were very pro-government, and that's when that, that, that illusion is shattered then as time goes on. If Iron Man 3 was 2013, I want to say that was probably pre, yeah, that was pre-Avengers 2. And like everything from Captain America to Iron Man to Captain America to Iron Man to even Avengers is like pro-military. Oh, yeah, because we were as a country very pro-military. Yeah. I mean, we think we still are, but I don't don't think we are. (laughs) Probably not. No, I mean, I'm not pro. I mean, I'm not pro-government with certain things for certain types of government. But I mean, you can read through lines all the time. Listen to what I say. But other than that, I'm fine. But I, I've never been really big in the military. Like, I appreciate what they do, but I'm not. It is. But I'm not like, oh, let's go wave flags and do all this. Like, no, thank you. Oh, like, you, every time I see the the back the blue flag, I'm just like, oh, <sighs> it's a, I know it's, you you want another proof. You want another proof. Another movie this year is G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe is just military propaganda. Yeah. G.I. Joe. Yeah. What is that? Retaliation. Retaliation. That's the, oh, the one, one with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. He's specifically on the cover. Yeah. The one that broke that freaking like franchise for a while. Yeah. 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 First one I thought was good, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Nah, it was it was stupid, but not as stupid as this movie. <laughs> and I know that sounds bad. I don't mean it to sound bad at all. <laughs> I mean, hell, at one scene in this movie, you see Mark Wahlberg just shoot a bunch of chicken in the head, chickens in the head that are that are tied up, that are buried underground for some reason. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that happening. It doesn't happen <laughs> in the comic book. But uh, hey, if you like your chickens unmessed with and not shot, maybe don't watch this movie. Also, not yeah. covered dirt. Like, that ruins a chicken. You gotta dig a bloody headless chicken up out of the fucking ground. And now it's covered in bullet holes because you guys missed like fucking five shots. You can't, you're <laughs> not even aiming at the goddamn things. Maybe they just suck at shooting. How do you, how do you own a cartel? Well, no, that makes sense. How, you, how do you own a cartel and leave your guys know how to fucking shoot? Come on. That's why you, you How many drug end. documentaries have you watched? I've watched They're a ton. Businessmen. It makes it makes sense. I also know way too much about the Cali cartel and the oh, Medellin cartel. It makes sense. I mean, they had people that were specially designed, like hired, they were, you know, assassins. So the Mexican cartel is not that far off. You'd have people that actually were assassins. You have dumb fucks that just work for you. Yeah. You have people that are like, that's their job as hitmen, like straight up. Like watching one documentary I watched is a guy named Popeye. <laughs> that's his name. Uh, he's, I forget how many fuck he's p- killed hundreds of people. He's not in prison anymore, but he used to work for Pablo Escobar. And like they were talking to him. It's like, yeah, I don't think I'd want to talk to that guy. (laughs) Just like random people in the street. Oh, can I get a picture with you? I'm like, let's not get a picture with a guy that's murdered all these people. I don't know, man. (laughs) Got to learn somewhere. I mean, um, I watch a lot of um, Narcos, another show that kind of talks about the well, that's a that goes in the third season goes into the Mexican cartel and stuff like that. And then they no, then they had their own show that's a spinoff. Oh, but one thing to kind of go back to that does relate to this movie: the the Mexican cartel only I killed did kill one DEA agent, which led to a whole bunch of shit problems for them. Because then the DEA came down like huge on them after they killed the guy, which is they shown in that show too. But like they tend not to kill DEA agents because it causes problems for them. They tend to leave them alone. Oh, not, okay, that, that makes it's sense. Kiki, oh god, what the? He, it's a famous story. I can't remember the guy's name that gets killed, but he's played by the actor that's Ant-Man, Louise, played by that guy in the Narco show. And when I, I remember watching that show, as soon as I saw the guy's name, I looked, I'm like, oh no. I looked it up, I'm like, I know where this is going. Because it's a famous person that was murdered, like, 
So, yeah, watch that show. That's what I want to say. It's not funny, but it's good. All right. <laughs> I can talk a lot about drug cartels, okay? I know way too much information about them because I'm just, I love that type of stuff. I don't know. I find it very interesting. Find out a whole lot about you this episode, Mike. <laughs> I love documentaries. I love learning things. And I love learning about criminal organizations. I just find it so interesting. That's <laughs> so, fair. Anything else we should say about two guns that I we might have missed? I don't have anything else. Thank you, oh. Small thing with the admiral. Uh, there's that one scene when Mark Wahlberg's whole plan is to break into this base and talk to the admiral, tell him about the his officer above him that's sh- a shithead, and that's when the guy's like, "Hey, you're both a wall. I'm not helping you. Get him out of the base." Yeah, he's like, "It's your problem. You're an idiot. You, you listen to orders." And I'm like, "Yeah, that feels fitting." I was gonna say, I think Mark Wahlberg's necklace is fucking douchey and stupid, but that's pretty much it. Probably the point, though. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Also, the, the, this movie reminded me of a really weird trend from, like, very specifically, like, 2013, which was uh, painting your car matte black. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I know, like, three oh. people who have matte black cars. I love a matte black car. <laughs> you gotta do it right, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't just, you know, do it with spray paint because it gets blotchy and... Uh... There's a kit you can do it, but it, it, it every every time I see someone who's like, oh, dude, at home, it's like always super blotchy and like, hey, you you let it like you put it on too wet. And now it's like you have it like leaking on some of like the chrome or something or on your bumper. It's like, no, nah, it's fine. I'm like, no, it looks fucking ugly. If you're going to have your car painted, just do it professionally. Yeah, just do it fucking professionally. Or get an air gun like, you know, one of the actual like ones that they use to paint cars. Don't use a spray can. Look. I spent $300 buying a 3DS when it was $20 more to buy one that was already hacked. I wish I had bought the already hacked one. <laughs> Your logic is sound. Hmm. Yeah. I don't Yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this film. So, all right, let's go to Shelf Stacker Box. And Ken, why don't you go first? I'll be honest, I did not did not expect this to end up on the shelf. <laughs> but here we are. I will watch this movie again. I can promise you that. Okay. okay, and Joe? Uh, as much as this was a great movie, I probably wouldn't watch this ever again. It's on it's on, I mean, it's on Amazon Prime, but I had, a, and I had a pretty good time with it, but I probably won't remember it unless someone references it again, so I'll probably put it in the stack. Do you mean I'll you hear it referenced many, many times on this podcast now? Oh, yeah. yeah no, completely, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also, don't get me wrong, though. It's not a bad movie. I, I also had a really good time with it. Okay, and I'll go last. I'm going to put this in the shelf. Like I said, came this movie, no expectations. I'm like, this is going to be stupid, but it'll be fun to do it for the show. And I, this is a movie that I could see myself if I watched movies more than once, which I don't very often, just randomly throwing it on while I'm editing or something. Because it was just, just really fun to listen, just watch and listen to. It was hilarious. And that's sometimes all you need. You just, something you just need a movie is just fun, you know? And that's this movie. Yeah. You know, it's not sad. It's just fun. Yeah. If any of y'all want to come over to my place, watch the movie, come on over. I'll be happy to sit down <laughs> with you and watch this movie. So and it, was, it was nice. I mean, sometimes you just need that. Sometimes you just need a random movie, action movie to watch that it's just it's not what you expect. And you have a good time and you leave happy. Like This would have been a fun movie to randomly watch in theaters. Yeah, I honestly wish after watching it last night, I wished I would have seen it in theaters. There's not Same. a lot of movies like that that I can say, but I was re- I really enjoyed watching this. You know, just not what you think. And but again, Denzel Washington, you're usually in for a good movie. Usually, yeah. Yeah, usually. One movie before we wrap this up, I do want to because we still got a little bit of time. I want to mention one movie that I always think about when I think of Denzel Washington is Fallen. Yes. From 1998. 
A lot of people don't know about that movie, surprisingly. Which is a damn shame. If only there was some kind of platform that we had to talk about great movies that people don't know about. Well, I completely forgot the movie existed until I was last night when I was talking to, about movies with my wife and Denzel Washington. But that's a fucking great movie. Oh, that's a banger. Have you guys seen the uh, not connected TV show? No. No. There is a TV show that aired on ABC. It was like a weird like special. And it was also called Fallen. But it is a movie about a kid who is supposedly the chosen one because he is the son of a angel and they don't know who. And that's the whole plot of the movie. And I will spoil the plot because it's the most out of pocket thing I've ever seen to which he, he they, the, the, the three part, four part, five part TV show movie series ends where he does end up going to a church and they say, hey, your dad's in there and you're going to have to fight him. And you're going to have to have him confront what he does. And he opens the door and a man stands up and he goes, who are you? And he goes, I'm your father. And people didn't think that it'd be an angel, but it's me, Lucifer. He pulls his head back. It's the fucking dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, that's great. And I'm like, I'm like, like 12 at this point. I'm like, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen in my fucking entire life. (laughs) Like, honestly, I had no interest in watching this show except for now. Now I do. Wow, Brian Cranston playing Lucifer. That's fucking wild. And they have a full on like flaming sword fight. It's like the coolest thing ever. Huh? huh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> See, that's why you come here. <laughs> that's cool as shit. Huh. All right. I think that's everything that we need to say. So we did it. I listened to a suggestion. So if you want to suggest things, join our Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes. Please. It's a good time. <laughs> It's a good time. We have fun. Yeah, it's been more active now, too. So, you know, I'm slowly getting the hang of Discord, but it's there. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, there's over 500 other episodes you listen to on this podcast. You can find everything we do on Podbean and Game Find Mom Found. And you have a search bar. Type in Star Wars. Type in Mega Man. Type in Kingdom Hearts. Type in whatever you want. You never know. We've done so many different stuff. You'll, Batman, tons of things in there, too. So, look through our giant catalog of, of films and games and comics that we cover. Oh. I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Elena and Hell Hastry. You can follow her on TikTok. You'll see a link in the show notes for her. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome, my buddy started his own podcast, A Gamer Looks at 40, who covered all, Bill Tucker, who covered all the MCU movies with me. Go definitely go check him out. And you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for as little as a dollar. You can vote in our Patreon poll. You'll see a link in the show notes. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, and YouTube with audio only, but we are on And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. So long. Two guns. Bitch.